Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. Adam podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. We are so glad you're here because it's showtime and it would really suck without you. We have a great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is actor, writer, comedian, podcaster. He holds the record for the most appearances on the David Letterman show. He's my pal. He's here for you today. And his name is Jake Johansson. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, join our conversation. We'd love to have you. And our super fan shout-out is for Brian. Say hi to Brian, everybody. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. How you doing, buddy? Uh, Brian, Phil wanted to call in and say hello to you. Had a long day. But he's very tired. He's been under <laughs> a lot of pressure. Hey, why is he under a lot of pressure? He sent me a picture where he's staying, and it looks gorgeous. Yeah, he's in, was he, French Polynesia, I think he is. Now. Wherever he is, he should be happy man. Yeah, no, Phil, Phil's got to complain. That's, <laughs> it's in his essence. Phil was a child. He was sitting on Santa's lap. He asked for trains. Santa gave him the trains he asked for right there, and he looked at him and went, what, no batteries? So, <laughs> oh, look, Phil ruined Christmas again. Yeah, All the yeah. noise, noise, noise. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> but I miss him. I'm going to see him soon. I, uh, uh, I, I'm in New York right now. I'm going to see him in Florida in a couple of weeks. And you know why I'm in New York, Stern? is because I had to go to the bathroom. And I can't go to the bathroom at my house anymore because my wife is rehabbing another creature. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. There's a lot to unpack there. You yeah. got to tell me what's going on. For those of you just joining the show, my wife saves animals. Uh, uh, it makes her happy. Uh, but unfortunately, when she saves animals, it affects my bathroom habits. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> because we have we have a bathroom in my house. It's the powder room. And that's my bathroom because apparently I stink. <laughs> well, you powder the powder room. Yeah. So I made a choice, you know, because we, we have the master bath with, you know, her little princess thing. And then the, and so I don't use that bathroom. I use the powder room. So we got outdoor cats. I don't know how we have outdoor cats. Well, actually, I kind of know how we have outdoor cats. My wife, they, they seek her out, and she, <laughs> she, she feeds the cats, and they show up, and they're outdoor cats. So, okay, fine. So we got neighbors, and apparently one of the neighbors is allergic to cats, and she called to trap the cats. She's like Cruella DeVille of cats instead of Dalmatians. Okay. <laughs> right? So my wife uh, was in the backyard caring for her flock, and she heard you know, we have to trap these cats. And her little radar went up and goes, excuse me, trapping cats? You better not be trapping my cats. And then there was, <laughs> yes, there was a whole thing. And it turns out that they got one of the cats that was our outdoor cat. Mm -hmm. uh, and they, uh, they spaded the cat. And then oh. he sit back in the wild. And, and here's what she did. She tracked down the woman, got her cell phone number. I came down <laughs> the stairs and she's talking to her. That's that's solid work, Alex. Good I for you. I wanted to know where that cat was going and, yeah. you know, what was going to happen to it because I wanted to take the cat. I was claiming the cat, Stern. Love that. Love that. It, well, you don't, when you hear uh, the, the, you know, the phrase, we got to trap it. Yeah. Generally, that doesn't end well for the animal. You know, it's not like we're trapping it and then we're going to take you to Monaco and then you can gamble all day long and do whatever you want. <laughs> You like tuna? You're going to have tuna all day long, cat. Mm. Play blackjack. 
But, you know, so I love that. But 99.9% of people will not inject themselves into that. They'll be like, oh, I should have done something. So from where I sit, I love what you did, Alex. I think that's phenomenal. Yeah, it's it kind of I kind of felt like that's what I was supposed to do. You know, you have that feeling. Mm -hmm. So I called the lady and she turned out to be a really nice lady, real animal lovers. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I can work with her. And so they, they have this program where they trap and release. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I understand what they're doing. It's sort of like an inquirer story. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like catch what? and kill? This is trap oh. and release. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's hard for the animal, but I understand why they want to do it. They want to keep the stray population down. The reason they want to keep the stray population down is I only have so much room in my bathroom, and that's where the cat ended up. Yes, uh, that's where it ended up because it needed a nice place to recover. And thank you very much, Adam. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome, honey. I'm glad I could help. By the way, Stern, she makes it look like I've had a choice. No, I, I had to say it. I said, Adam, I'm going, I want to bring the cat into the house. And he's like, nope. And I'm like, Adam, just hear me out. And when I told the little story about her having a little operation, they had to cut and she had stitches and it's her first night out. And he goes, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why, you know, I got on a plane. I came to New York because I can use my bathroom here. So, <laughs> and I had to hold it the whole way. So that's, that's what I had to do for the cat. Can I ask a question here? Yes. Is this the bathroom? With the complicated, confusing uh, shower mechanism? No, no, that's upstairs. Complicated, oh, okay. confusing. You know, for those for who are listening, it is, it's, it's called lefty, loosey, righty, tidy. <laughs> but Stern can't figure that out. It's totally baffling to me. Stern stays totally at the house. He's like, oh, did you take a shower? And he's like, yeah. And then, then two days later, when he's back in D.C., he calls me. He goes, you know, I never took a shower. I couldn't figure it out. It's like bathed in the sink. <laughs> you what? Yeah. I took a Louisiana whore bath in the sink. <laughs> Some fine perfume you have on there, Mr. Stern. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, all right. So that's not where the cat is. I just want to, you know, I want to get a visual of where the cat is is hanging out. No, the the, the cat's in the downstairs bathroom, and I'm peeing in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did think about that bathroom, Stern, because it's a little bigger. Uh -huh. But I thought, mm, it when you release it, you have to open a window, and it just hops out, right? So. Yeah, that's sharp thinking. Yeah, so keep it on I the ground the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I had a shoulder separation. The cat had better treatment post-op than me, for God's sake. <laughs> oh, baloney. <laughs> well, you want some catnip? I got that for you, man. Something. But there were boxes in there. They, they had meetings about how to care for the cat, what to feed it, leave it open. <laughs> if she perches high, she's ready. You know, there's all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah. Well, once you take on a responsibility, you've got to follow through, Adam. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. The life you save is the life that you are responsible for. Mm -hmm. And now you've injected yourself into the life story of this cat. And, you know, God knows how that's changed this cat's life. That's phenomenal. And, I love that. And my life, because I'm tossing and turning like, did I do the right thing? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Am I leaving in a place for it to, to, you know, to sleep and all yeah. this kind of stuff? What and my life, too, because I didn't want to wake up my wife in the middle of the night, so I'm, I'm peeing in a mason jar in the hallway. <laughs> well, it's funny, because I was talking to Jake Johansson, and he used to be a cat person, and then he got married, and then he changed into a dog person. Why does it always work like that? Why, Why? does nobody ever come over to you? You never hear about, like, well, yeah, I always like dogs, but now I'm a cat person. We, we never gain people, we lose people. 
And I'm talking about me and the cat caucus. Okay. That's where I'm at. So maybe it's the way you react to it. Because I don't want to be part of the caucus if you're going to scream at me like that. <laughs> just never, what the hell was uh, that? I just never, we never gain troops. We always lose people to this caucus. You know why? Because you make decent, hardworking men pee in their yard. That's why. <laughs> I feel sorry for Adam now because I love all the animals. Yeah. <laughs> it's a proof yes. with all of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Jake was one of the guys that changed, so mm -hmm. I don't want you to be upset with him. Okay, uh, it happens. He also had an opportunity, though, to change the course of the TV show Seinfeld, believe it or not. Really? Really? Yes, he did. You guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. Hmm. According to psychologists, cat people are more likely to have a more introverted and reserved personality. Introverts also tend to be quieter and more reserved than extroverts. Introversion is characterized by a preference for internal thought and feelings rather than external sources of stimulation. I took a Louisiana whore bath in the sink. You're listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 minutes you'll never get back. Y'all know these episodes are longer than 30 minutes, right? Right? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Are you in Indianapolis? I am. Tonight, February 9th through Saturday, February 11th, I will be at the Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis, Indiana. February 17th and 18th, I will be in Point Pleasant, New Jersey at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club. February 24th and 25th, I'll be back at Governance on Long Island. March 1st and 2nd, I'll be in Naples, Florida at Off the Hook Comedy Club. March 10th and 11th, I will be in East Rutherford, New Jersey at Bananas Comedy Club. And April 1st, a special show in Tustin, California, I will be at the Marconi Auto Museum. There's a link for tickets right here in the show notes, or you can go to my website, click the link there. And as always, come up after the show, because I want to thank you. Yes, I do. And right now, you know what you have to do. Go on. Get out of here. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is an actor, writer, podcaster, and a stand-up comedian who holds the record for the most appearances on The David Letterman Show. You can be part of his daily briefing every week on his Facebook page. We almost did a movie together, and he was Jerry Seinfeld's first choice to play George Costanza 
and he turned it down. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my pal, Jake Johansson. How are you, my friend? Oh, boy. Wow. See, all of those things are technically true, but there's, there's a lot of you. You've left out a lot of asterisks in, in there. All right. But, all right. But well, we don't. Have to, let's start with the first asterisk. All right. I'm not going to run myself down. Well, yeah, Jerry did uh, ask if I wanted to. As I remember, it wasn't like be George Costanza. It right. was do, would would I like to be on Jerry's show? We were both developing shows at the same time mm-hmm. at Castle Rock for ourselves. Sure. And so I would see him in there because he's in one part of the offices and I'm in another part of the offices with different writers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I I had forgotten completely about it until he said that to someone in an interview when they were releasing season three on DVD or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so then. CNN calls me up and says, uh, we'd like to speak to the dumbest person in America. <laughs> and uh, I said, well, I thank you. I, I, this is the first time hearing about this. And I didn't remember. And then, then when I thought about it, I realized, oh, yeah, I remember my manager calling me because I would see Jerry. We'd be hanging out, all of us together. And yeah. I liked him. He liked me, you know, just like Barney the dinosaur. And... Uh, I remember my manager calling and saying, "Hey, Jerry would like you to come in to to be on his show." And and I don't I don't remember it as an offer. I remember it as a come in. They want you to read, and then they right. probably are going to like you because they like you. Right. Um, and I said, "Oh, the, I I would love to do that. I love Jerry. I'd love to be on his show." Um, how does that affect me developing my show? Right. And my manager said, "Well, oh well, if his show goes, then your show is over." And I maybe I didn't ask enough questions at that point. And obviously, in retrospect, it seems like a stupid mistake. But uh, at the time, I felt like, well, I'm going to bet on myself. Yeah. I, I'm doing this thing, my show, and so I'm going to do that. And and probably in retrospect, if knowing what I knew then, I would still make the same decision. I, you know, you don't know that Jerry's show sure. is going to be a smash hit. And uh, you got to bet on yourself in this business. I hear you. Jerry and Jason Alexander may want to send me something for Christmas every year for the rest of their lives That's because true. if I had done that show, it may have tanked. I right. could have been the thing that broke the chemistry and made it all wrong. Maybe my presence in it could have disrupted the chemistry sure. and made it into something that wasn't as magical as Seinfeld was. So, uh, you know, hard hard to know, but yeah. I'm so glad to hear you say you would probably make that same decision and bet on yourself because that's all we can do. You know, my problem is I'll make I'll I'll make a choice and then I'll beat myself up when it doesn't work out. Do you beat yourself up or do you go, oh, well, and move on? Well, it's hard not to feel a little bit of like, well, you can't know what the other thing that that's my point is you can't know what the other choice would have led to. Yeah. You know, you, you, you know that whatever you did, it wasn't your favorite outcome, mm-hmm. but you can't know that if you had done the other thing, that would have been great. I said to my manager one time this is a different manager from that story i just told but i said to her um and she i've been with her since the, the 90s and uh, i said ah oh, maybe i should have taken this job or that job that was to host a, mm-hmm. a kind of a reality thing or some other some other thing that i just it wasn't of interest to me and 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 in retrospect I started show business when if you were in a tv show that could affect you not being able to do movies yeah, you know yeah. Yeah, it was and, a different and, world uh, when we started. And then 
not that I, I, I just wasn't interested in whatever the opportunity was. And I said, well, maybe I should have taken that because then I would be more famous now and I'd be able to sell more tickets because pe people would remember me from the thing. Yeah. And uh, and my manager said, well, stop saying that because you would have hated it. You would have been miserable, first of all. And second of all, you might have screwed up that job or got yeah. killed the whole project because your heart wasn't in it. Yeah. And I think that 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 might be true. Yeah, I, I do the checklist now, uh, Jake. I do the checklist like, okay, did did I all the information I had at the time? Did I make a decision that that was based on a principle? And if it's based on a principle, like betting on me, then it's a little bit easier to to go. Okay, well that's the choice I made. I, I'd make the same choice because I was based on a principle, not not trying yeah. to avoid fear or not trying to uh, ill-gotten gain or anything. You know, I, I was doing the best I can at the time with what I had. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm talking about choices that that not necessarily were, I felt like they were beneath me, but mm. they were different than like, do I want to host a show? Yeah, that's bringing on a bunch of comedians every week. Do I want to? Do I want to host? Which you to, did be because a, I did two drink minimum. Which yes, was, I did that. Which you were? Uh, I did that. And then after that, mm -hmm. I had an opportunity to do more of that on a different show, and I said no, thank you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they offered me the weatherman when I first moved out here. I did some pilot. And uh, the, the KTLA said, hey, you're funny. Do you want to be the weatherman in the morning? I'm like, I've, don't you got to go to school to do that? He goes, nah, they never write anyway. <laughs> I said, nah, I don't want to be the weatherman. Well, in a, I'm at a point now where my advice to some younger person would be to be the weatherman. Take that job. Do See where it leads. I mean, you're not going anywhere by saying no. You, I, I feel like that's the thing is you, you don't regret the things you said uh Yes, to you read the things you said no to. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean that's an oldie, but and I think that do, that's yeah. mostly mostly true. Uh, you know, porn. I, I think I'm still out. I'm not going to do porn. <laughs> but well, to me, to those those offers have really tapered off. By the way, yeah. Well, now 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 you're in fetish and niche markets. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of weatherman who did well was Letterman, and you hold the record. Is it? Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it's 46 times you were on David. Lundin's it is show. 46. Yes. It's four, and I got in an argument one time with some fan on the internet who mm -hmm. was who said, and he had tweet mentioned, you know, where they at mention you in Twitter, right? That I'd been on 45 times, and I said actually it's 46. And he said, can you give me the dates of all of those <laughs> airings because I think it's 45. And I was like, bro, this is social media in a nutshell. Like I'm. It's in my interest to have the right count on this, but no, I don't have all the dates. <laughs> all right, so take me through the first time you do it. Did you did you know you were forging a relationship, or when did you realize, hey, I think he likes me? Oh, well, he definitely liked me the the first time, and then uh, it would have ended there if he didn't, Jake. So he's not having on people that he that he doesn't like, mm -hmm. but. Uh, I had done a. I had done. I guess somewhere in there, somewhere in the first forty-six is a lot, right? So sure. somewhere in that first dozen, maybe in the first. Um, well, because at the beginning I was going on twice a year, and a few years, there were a few years where I went on three times a year, mm -hmm. and then and then by the end it was once a year because he wasn't having that many comedians on, only his favorites, mm -hmm. and and it was once a year that was their max for stand-up, but. Uh, there was a point where it was like, oh, it's going to be Dave's birthday, so we want to have you on because that makes him happy on mm -hmm. his birthday. And that I knew that he liked me 
when they told me that. That's good. And was it nerve-wracking for you? Because it's always it's nerve-wracking for me. It's not the structure I'm used to working in because you got to cut all your tags. You know, it's not like it's not like a regular club set. But you're such a mechanic. You've done things on that show where you're doing longer stories, but they're still getting the laugh per minute, which I really, really admire. Yeah, and and that's a thing that they let me do because they trusted me but they would but they would sometimes say because then they it, it would change over the years who was the segment producer that i was working mm-hmm. with and sometimes i it'd be someone who i didn't have a relationship and they would say because it's you you're allowed to do this but we don't usually let people do yeah. a thing that's all on one subject because if they don't buy in you're in trouble yeah. but i you know my thing was always like look i'm not <laughs> i didn't just write this yesterday <laughs> yeah, and then fly to the cab <laughs> I, i'm i've been this is tested. You know, all the people who watch TV, I, I go to where they live and they come out to a room and I tell this stuff to them at the beginning of the show, just like if it was going to be on TV. So I'm pretty confident that this is going to work with the people who are watching TV, because I, unlike a lot of the people who are making TV, I'm, I'm out there in a room. I'm locked in a room, not locked in, but I'm in a room with people who watch TV all the time, yeah. saying the things that, I, that I'm going to say on TV. Yeah, and they're drinking in that room. They're not drinking here. It's easier for me here. Sometimes, yes. The good point. Sometimes they're not at their best. Yeah. Well, I found a bit you did, a longer bit you did, that was one of my favorites. I was so pleased when I found this. Uh, I want to play it for you right now. I've been a little bit worried. We, as a, as a planet, Earth, anybody? Um... <laughs> We are sending messages into outer space to extraterrestrials to, you know, like uh, the Voyager spacecraft has pictures of what what we look like naked, which, yeah, I'm a little uncomfortable with. But basically, we're saying, hey, if you're out there, come on. Here's where we are. Come on down. And I think that's a bad idea. Uh, And I'll tell you why, because if if these if they're out there, first of all, we can't go there. They're smarter than us if they can come here, right? We, we couldn't go. I think they're out there, and they know where we are, and they're like, well, let's wait till they find us. Um, but even if they called us tomorrow and said, hey, here we are, come on up, we would have to say, well, how about we meet you on the moon? Because, um, yeah, that, that's as far as we can go is the moon, and, uh, and we can only send three guys. Right. And one of them has to wait in the car. <laughs> so, yeah. That's just great. I can't always... Oh, well, well thank you. Yeah, I, you know, it's been so long since I did that, that, mm-hmm. that I was doing those jokes, that I now I'm listening to them again, wondering, like, that's kind of funny. Should I laugh? Maybe I... No, I shouldn't laugh out loud at <laughs> my own jokes. That's not good. Um, but, yeah, and the, the point was, they're smarter than us, and they're going to come here and do whatever... What, what what do we do when we go to some primitive, more less primitive than us culture? We take all their stuff. We yeah. drill for oil and we, you know, we do whatever we want. And so that's what they're going to do. And so that was my point in that set, which was at least, at least 10 years before mm. Bill Gates started making that same point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well and let's, let's be that honest. It was frustrating. But if somebody's going to steal your material, Bill Gates... Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you could sue him, but I, I, I don't think he got the resources he does. I, I'd, I'd let it no, go. No, no, that's not going to go my way. That's not going to go my way. But it just, uh, I'm trying not to be bitter in show business. But when it just was, come on, Bill, you're better than that. 
<laughs> you know what I loved about that bit is um, I interviewed uh, Buzz Aldrin. Uh, you did? A, yeah, I, I was on a... He, he did an episode of Top Gear, his car show I was on, so I got to interview him. And we're in a trailer with bullshit and everything, and, and he, he's, he's fun. We're having a sandwich. We're laughing. I go, this is going to be great. We get on camera, freezes up, angry, and I'm like, when, when did this happen, you know? And I tried to make him laugh. I made him laugh in the, in the camper because... Apparently, he was pissed off that Neil got to be the first one out there. They made that decision because of Neil's personality. Who wouldn't be? Yeah. So I tried to, I go, look, Buzz, I would have been like you. If they would have said, all right, who wants to be the first man to walk on the moon? I would have said, you know what, Neil? You go first. Let's see what happens to you. You know, that, that's what I would do. And he started laughing. So I figured we got it. We got our way in. I did it in the interview. Yeah. Shut down. He just shut down. And I went, oh, oh man, this was a miscalculation on my part. That's sad. That's do, sad. Do you believe? But Buzz Aldrin's still going. Yeah, 93, just got married. Really? Yeah, he just got married. He's 93 That seems great. I, I don't think, look, I don't know what it's like to be single at 93, but mm -hmm. I don't think getting married is, I feel like that's in my book of don't. Well, I will tell you this. I, I, I read an article where his bride said, do you want to go upstairs and consummate the wedding? And he said, I can't do both. <laughs> is that one of his jokes? Because that is good. Or did you just write that? No, nah, it was just it was mine. <laughs> I tweeted it out. Yeah, that's a pretty that's a pretty good one. Thanks. That's a well, the good um, well, you, you can't be married. You're not gonna know what it's not like to be 93, but you know what it's like to be married, right? Yeah, that's what I. That's what my opinion is based on. Yeah, that's what you're basing the opinion. That's what I figured. Okay, look, I've done some field research. I love being married. I love being married. I don't want to, and I and I definitely have been married long enough to know that I don't want to be divorced. Right. Yeah. Um, and if I had it to do again, I would marry my wife. We've, we've been through sort of a recently a kind of a <laughs> this is not a funny thing, but my wife just um, survived this uh, cancer called multiple myeloma and she's, mm. she'll be on treatment for her life. So that really kind of cemented our relationship. I love her. There's there's no one I'd rather spend the rest of my life with. Um, but uh it's being married is it's not what you think it is. Mm -hmm. Although, you know, I love our kid, too. I, it's hard to say. Pick well, the right person. That's all I'd say. If you're going to get married, pick the right person. Well, I, I think, look, I'm the same as you. I got I got my wife and that's like that's the one I want. You know, as, as does it, bad, good, whatever comes our way. This is the one I want to hold a hand and we're going to go through it. And I think when you say pick the right person, that pertains more to her than me, because I know I'm batting over my head. I'm sure this plenty night she's staring at the ceiling going, did I make the right choice? Well, that's a, this is a joke from my act, which mm -hmm. I think it's fair to do now. Sure. Um, so I would say I won our marriage because in every couple, one, the one person got a better deal than the other. It's hardly ever just a perfect matchup. Sure. You know, one person gets the better deal. And so I'm the person who got the better deal, as as what you're saying. And, and, I, and I think about that as I won. I won our marriage. Yeah. You know? I she could have been better. I, I, like sometimes I look at my wife and I, because she's stunning, Jake. My wife is absolutely beautiful. And sometimes I look at her, I go, look. We both know what happened here. Do you want, do, can I give you some money? Will that make it better? Do you want some more money? No, no, no. No, no. That's where you're wrong. No. She, I found a beautiful woman with a great sense of humor, and I got her to make a mistake. It was fair and square. <laughs> but I asked her, and she said yes. It's like when you go fishing. Those are not the smart fish. Those are the fish that made a mistake. That's great. <laughs> Well, I will tell you, my life is better off uh, since I met my wife. Um, the food is nuts. I think we, we both talked about this before. You, your wife, is, we're pescatarians. Is that accurate? Well, when you say we, I, my wife is a pescatarian, but mm -hmm. I, 
I can, I still eat what I want, but mostly she makes dinner because if I make dinner, she doesn't want to eat it. Mm -hmm. And so when she's out of town, I'll make dinner for our daughter, who is also a, <clears throat> a pescatarian. But right. in the past, I used to, some fan of mine one time, you know, like you said, I've got the podcast and now I do this daily briefing thing, which mm -hmm. is live on Facebook Tuesdays and Fridays at 3 p.m. Through the pandemic, it was at weekdays at 3 p.m. But mm -hmm. I had this fan even before that who on my just audio podcast, I would say, hey, here's send me an email, blah, blah, blah. Don't spam me. And so she, ha, 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 sent me a case of spam. <laughs> okay. And so I ate it. I would sure. open the cans and I cut it into slices and I and I brown it in the fry pan. I put it on a piece of toast. And my daughter was curious, so I gave it to her. This was when she was much younger, and she she and I would eat spam sandwiches at the to the horror of my <laughs> wife. Um, but now, she, now she's going over to my wife's side. But I'm still on. The, I'm not. I don't have any spam right now. But I just, <laughs> did just buy some chicken at Costco, and yeah. so sometimes my wife will make dinner, and then I'll put some chicken in it. You know, look, I gotta, I gotta live my dreams. Also, that's true. Well, I wanted to ask you because I found the the, the vegetarian bit that I like, so I wanted to play this. this oh, okay. She yes, is I, a vegetarian, and so uh, she wants me to be a vegetarian because that's how they are. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I don't mean that as anything personal, you know, against vegetarians or women either. It's just that. It's a typical relationship thing. You know, it's, it's the old, I love you, change. Um, you're familiar with that, good. Uh, if there was a guy who was just like me, who was a vegetarian, I'd be screwed. Um, and uh, I'd have to kill him and, uh, and eat him, really. What's stopping me, you know? Uh, yeah, because that's great. Yeah, he can't eat me. Not That's can't do it. That. He can't do it. It's against his. It's against his rules. <laughs> so that was another. That was another girlfriend. Uh, not not my wife. Before my wife, and uh, she was a vegetarian when I met her. Mm -hmm. um, but my wife was. My wife used to make bacon. We used to have bacon and burger beef. Mm -hmm. burgers and uh, chicken we would eat all the sausage my wife would eat all those things and then she decided she was going to become more more um i don't want to say more healthy because i don't consider myself less healthy but she mm -hmm. she for health for what she says are health reasons she became uh vegetarian and she'll she, she when she was sick she would sometimes have some have some chicken or you know it's not like it's not like a, a religious thing but right. but she's She's not going to eat chicken or beef or any pork now. Yeah, no, my wife, my, my wife's kind of the same. She'll eat fish, and every once in a while, I got to go get her bone broth, I think, for one of her spells. I don't know what, what she's doing. Some incantation, yeah. she needs bone broth, so I got to go get that. But They're I, operating on another level from us. I, I, I don't know. Whatever, whatever she's doing to yeah. make me the way I am, I, I don't notice it. I don't find it to be uh, painful. And so, yeah, spells. No, I got, yeah. I got, I got supplement. I got supplement. I don't know what they. She could be killing me, Jake. I don't know what they are. Well, we have to believe they care about us. I mean, in spite of the fact that we got the better deal, they still they love it for some reason. My, I'm like a pet to my wife. That's how I. That's how I would describe <laughs> marriage. 
It's like you have this exotic pet that you don't understand. Like when you get a dog, they can tell you what dogs eat and they like. But when you get a wife, you you got to figure it out. Like, oh, she doesn't like she doesn't like that. Don't give her don't give her that. That that's that's not she doesn't like that. You know, I know my wife is watching me half the time. Like, what is it doing now? It's funny you, you you it's funny you brought up the dog bit. I found the dog bit that I love to. Now I'm gonna play that. I'm having such a good Jake Johansson day. Oh boy. Brought her dog home the other day with that plastic cone. Um, I feel bad for the dog. I mean you don't know what to say to him. You know, it's like, well, you were the one who wouldn't leave his butt alone. You know. I tried to warn you. I tried putting that bad tasting salve on there. Uh, that, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, though, that, the, the, that stuff the vet gives you? Because it's supposed to taste bad to the dog. He's already licking his butt. Um, you know? Right. I, what, what could that possibly taste like, you know? Worse than ass flavor? I don't know. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. They would only let me say ass one or two times, so I had to say butt every time. But, right. uh, yeah. Yeah. So you have dogs now? No. My wife came with the dog. Right. And so we had that dog, and then that dog passed away. I had somewhere – I had always had cats since I was in college. Mm -hmm. And then at some point I became allergic to cats and dogs and their hair. Right. But then my wife came with the dog, and so I – I wanted her enough that I, we had a dog, but then I couldn't, if I petted the dog, I have to wash my hands and stuff. And so I'm allergic. So we don't have okay. a, we don't have a dog anymore. Yeah. My wife came with the dog and I never had a dog before. And I, I just I fell in love with this little dog. So then when she was getting ill, we got another dog. Her eye was gone. So I got a seeing eye dog from a dog. So we, and then we had two. You got your dog a dog? I got my dog a dog. Yeah. So, uh, wow. Yeah. So then we had two, and then when, when the other one passed away, we, we got another one to keep the other one company. And here's where I'm at now, Jake, because they're all rescues, right? I, yeah. So now I got this, this little dog that keeps barking at me, and my wife goes, it's your fault. Read this article. So now I have to adapt to the dog because the dog senses my energy when I come home, and she's scared of me. What's your negative energy? That, that You're telling me? I don't, the dog can't tell me. What, what is it? This I don't know. Wait, to be fair, too, you never really want to be asking your wife to could could you make a quick list of the things that you don't care about me? Yeah. You don't like about me. She's already got that. Well, you must have a list of things she's doing that but it's that's how I combat it. I just say, look, I also have some things that you're doing that I don't like. So <laughs> do you wanna do a one you do, you read one and I'll read one? I mean, is this gonna be a good afternoon for us in no, our marriage? It's no, not not at all. No. And 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 by the way, she better never find that list. Oh no! Yeah, well, no, it's all in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's that's got to be a mental thing. But and and you can't even bring it up. I, I don't. I've, no, I've learned. I don't. I don't yeah. It, it's, it's, it's not that I, I've learned. It's more important for me to keep the peace. Well, it's like uh, Training Day. Mm -hmm. You ever see that movie Training Day? With Denzel Washington. Yeah, he keeps asking. The, this is a cop thing where the, where the cop asks the 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 person that he's got, do you, do you want to go to jail or do you want to go home? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you want to go to jail or do you want to go home? You know, if you, you want to go home, then you tell me what I want to know right now. Right. So I always want, I just want to go to bed. Yeah, that's, that's it. All. My goal is to get in the same bed 
with my wife. Yeah, that's and be happy. Oh my God! Do you ever have this one where your wife? This this is the one that I, I haven't. I'm trying to figure out how to discuss this in a financially beneficial way on stage. But uh, when my wife will say, "Would you like? Do what do you? What would you prefer? Would you prefer A or B?" Mm -hmm. She'll say to me, right? And I'll and I'll say, "Well, I, I don't know. What do you want to go?" She says, "No, you, you." She says, "You, I want to. What do you want to do?" And I say, "Okay." Uh, I, it doesn't really matter, but I, I think I like B. Mm -hmm. and she go, and then she'll start to say, "Well, really, when you think about it, though, A is, you know, A is really great because of it." And then, and then she'll talk me into A, and not even talk me into. It's just like it's obvious that's what she wants. So, and I said to her, like, "Look, if if you do it that way, I feel like." You got me to express a preference, and then you made me change my mind to what you want. Yeah. And that makes me feel disempowered, and you still get what you want. So why don't you just tell me what you want, and then I can feel magnanimous because I'm letting you have what you want. But but when you make me say a preference and then get me to switch to the other thing, it makes me feel like, why did you ask me? You don't even care. You don't sure. really care what I want. Yeah, they want you to agree with them. That's that's the goal of it. See, you thought it was it was— No, no. They want you to lose. They want to defeat you. They they want you to say what you want, and then they want to feel like they made you do the other thing. They want to trick you into having a preference, and then they want to defeat you in battle and make you do the other thing. They don't just want to do A. They want to make you do A. They want you to. They want to get you to say you want to do the other thing, and then make you do the thing that they want. Yeah, that's what I think is going. Honey. Honey, is this going to be available for my wife to listen to? Because I don't think I want to I want to protect her from this or protect myself from her listening to this. Yeah, it's not like I need to ask you a question. No, you don't. You need to say, here's why you're wrong. That's what you need to do. Well, sometimes it feels like that. I'm, I'm just like, why don't you? She'll say, what do you want? And I go, I want what you want. Yeah, I want I want what you want. Yeah. I want you to be happy. Happy wife, happy life. It's right because it rhymes. Oh, if you can get it to rhyme, yeah. People yeah. are going to print up T-shirts, and it's you're, it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, you, you got you have you married how long? 20, 20 years. Twenty years, and you have one daughter, yeah. We have one daughter, and she's uh, eighteen. She'll be nineteen this summer, so she's just getting ready to. She'll graduate from college in a couple months, mm -hmm. and then, uh, or from high school, and right. then she's going to go to college. Where's she going to go? You know. We don't know for sure. She's applied around. We're waiting to hear from some schools. Her first choice was Trinity College in Dublin, and she's been accepted there. So I think that's where she's going to decide to go. But she's going to wait and see what her choices are and then make her decision. Okay. So right now it's Ireland. Ireland, yeah. Which I'm, my wife and I are pretty excited about because mm -hmm. that means we get to go over there and have a vacation. We've got a reason to spend a month in Ireland. Sure. That's great. And do you, do you know what she wants to be? Does she know what she wants to pursue? She just wants to be an adult right now. So do I. It's not working out too well. No, I know. Well, but she wants. She, I think, she wants to have autonomy. She wants to do what she wants to do. She's mm -hmm. always talking about getting tattoos, which is a weird idea that that's what adults do. But um, she wants to be on her own and be self-sufficient, which is good. I mean, I hope that she understands that with that comes responsibility to earn enough money to pay for all the things that you want. Sure. But uh, but she's fairly, you know, she's a savvy kid. She kind of gets that things cost money and all that. Okay. The great thing about a kid, it, if, uh, you know, if I was pitching it to someone, 
is uh, it's like seeing the end of a movie that you came in on the or the beginning of a movie that you came in on the end of, you know, is in your life. You don't really wake up to being a person until you're at some point you're an adult mm -hmm. and then you have a kid and you kind of see what childhood is like in a way that you can't remember being a baby and you can't remember being a toddler. I can't mm -hmm. remember a lot of stuff about being a, a little kid. And then you see what's going on with your kid. And then it's kind of amazing that this person who you've been encouraging and, and helping and uh, sharing the things that you like then turns into a person who's a combination of you and your wife. And then they start telling you things that's their opinion but it's similar to what you think but it's just is it's been a it's been a pretty great it's been a pretty great experience i recommend it to people who are interested but if you if people who are like I got other things that I want to do with my life i'm like you should do those things yeah i'll be honest with you too old to get my figure back to get your figure back yeah well nursing helps with that if you if <laughs> I also found your baby bit that makes me laugh. I can't always keep the bad news straight from the from the good news. You know, sometimes I hear these stories on the news where you're supposed to it's supposed to be like good news, like that seven seven babies, the septuplets. I you know where they act like it's all a miracle. I you know, if I had seven babies, I'd be freaked out. Um, right? That's like too many babies. It's like five too many babies, maybe. I, if I had seven babies, I, I would be out in front of the hospital with a box of babies. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. I got. I I don't know about the babies. I, I had a goldfish once, and it died. And kids eat like what every day. So I got. It's every day. Yeah, it's every day. And sometimes in the middle of the night. Now our daughter will come home from you know a party or something she's doing with her friends on the weekend and there'll be the remnant we'll wake up so often she she's more nocturnal than we are so mm -hmm. we'll wake up in the morning and we can just kind of do a little detective story about what happened you know she came home she was hungry she made some you know pasta with cheese and then left a pan that's like a you know a, a government hazard site in the kitchen <laughs> that we have to clean up and then she'll sleep until noon and then get up and say, oh, I was going to clean that when I got up. And it's like, yeah, well, we were we needed to use it. And we couldn't <laughs> wake you up. Anyway. It's a, it's a, if you, yeah, it's like having a spouse is like having a pet. And mm -hmm. then you have a kid and it's this, it's, it's really next level. <laughs> it's really next level. Uh, well, you always make me laugh, my friend. And I'm always happy uh, when, when I see you at the club. And thank you. You sent the trailer of this movie we almost did together. Yeah, well, Murder on My Block. Yeah. And um, the thing about that trailer, I remember when we were doing it, mm -hmm. you you and uh, was it Billy Gardell, right? I think so, yeah. Were so funny. I, it was a really fun experience to make this trailer. And I remember talking to the guy who directed it because mm -hmm. uh, he was he was making this trailer with us because we were funny and and other actors. And then the idea was... He would send that out or use it in his pitch to get the budget to make the movie, and then he would replace all of us with bigger, more famous people. Yeah, they didn't tell the us that when I got the job. <laughs> no, I... me neither. Yeah. But we were dumb. Yeah. We were dumb. Now when I hear that, I was like, how could I have even thought that I was going to get cast mm -hmm. in this? You know, I was just a comedian. and Nobody's given, like, yeah, oh, we're going to make these guys all movie stars? Yeah. No, we're going to hire people who are already movie stars because that's <laughs> what people buy tickets to go and see. Yeah. But I, I, I was really disappointed when, when I somewhere in the middle or right, right at the end of shooting the thing, 
when I had a conversation with him about like, you're going to get the budget. This will be so exciting when we make the movie. And he was like, oh, oh no, 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 Jake. Um, yeah, of course, we're going to pitch you as a possible casting choice. But uh, probably that's not going to happen. And I was like, what? Yeah. Well, yeah, but anyway, at least they told you. I was, I mean, I was still, I just came in from New York and a guy saw me at the club, offered me the part, and I went, that's great, I'm in a movie. And then I'm like, I'm not in a movie. Yeah, it was a fun, it was a fun uh, weekend or however many days that we did working on it. But hey, that's show business, right? I, I mean, yeah. all these gigs are like, hey, it was a fun, when we saw each other and, and you approached me about doing this down in Hermosa Beach, that was a fun night. Yeah. All, all of show business is like that. Oh, we all got together and we did this one little fun show, and then maybe I'll see you later, we'll do another fun thing later, or maybe I'm gonna be with other people. You know, yeah. it's like this weird open relationship that constantly hurts your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the good part is every every now and again I get to see you, my friend, and it make me smile every time. Uh, people want to follow you on social media. It's at Jake Johansson, yes? Oh, at Jake this. I'm on Facebook. I'm Jake Johansson, J-O-H-A-N-N-S-E-N, and mm-hmm. that's where I do the live uh, daily briefing on Tuesdays and Fridays at 3 p.m. California time, and then you can you can rewatch all of those old ones on on Facebook, or you can watch them on my YouTube channel, same name, and then on Twitter and Instagram and all that. I'm at Jake This, and my website is jakethis.com. Always good to see you, my friend. Best to you and your family. Let's laugh again soon, okay? Oh, I can't wait. Hey, I'm Jake Johansson, and that was 30 minutes. I'll never get back. Technically more because they edit this down. So (laughs) (sighs) I was so happy I reconnected with my pal. I really like Jake. He's first of all, he's always been one of my favorite comedians. Yeah. But I really I gotta quibble with him. I think it was actually like forty three shows that he was on forty (laughs) three times he was on Letterman. Let me go back and check that. I'm kidding. Who actually is going to send a note like that and be like, I think your count is wrong on Letterman. Yeah. Jesus. Can you send me documentation? <laughs> it's crazy. No. But the Seinfeld story. Oh, my God. I, I think I'd heard something like that, but I didn't know the details of it. That is huge. That's a crazy story. Yeah, he said that if he would have had to make that decision again, that he would have made the same decision. Mm -hmm. Maybe just a little inkling. Hmm, I should have at least gone. Okay, I I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that a little bit because I loved his attitude. He's like, well, no, I would do the same thing because one, I was betting on myself. We both had shows that were out there, and you always want to bet on yourself. Mm -hmm. And he was also like, if I if I went out for that part and I got it. Maybe my chemistry's not good with the other players. Yeah, I thought and, that too. Mm-hmm. And, and he, so he took the bigger attitude of like, yeah, you know what? It just wasn't meant to be because I might have screwed all that up. And then Seinfeld never would have been a thing. So mm-hmm. I, I, I thought that that's, that's actually the healthiest attitude you could probably have about that situation, right? Yeah, he said something like, God would have killed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think Pete Best is like, well, I always wanted to be a baker. So, you know, it was glad, it was better that it didn't work out for me in the Beatles, you know? <laughs> well, it was different with Pete Best. He got thrown out. You know, he didn't, <laughs> That's true. That's he true. didn't make the choice. He's because you got to leave. So <laughs> I did say that. Everyone who thinks they're in the Beatles, take one step forward. Pete, not so fast. Yeah. So <laughs> that, that that's a different kind of reconciliation in your head. <laughs> true. I agree with you, Mark. I liked Jake's attitude. Yeah, attitude is so much in life. And that energy mm-hmm. that you put out into the universe, into the people, the creatures around you, that's that's important, you know? Oh, stop with the creatures around you. I come home, the dog's still barking at me, and I'm the one paying for the food. So 
Okay, note his attitude, Mark. <laughs> yeah, we're stunned that the dog is scared of you. You're like, what? What? I paid for your dinner, all right? You need to spend some time with Caesar Milan, Adam. It's never the dog. It's always the person. Okay, you know what? I hope Caesar comes over the house so I can bury him and not praise him, okay? <laughs> I want Caesar because to come he's, over the house. No, 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 no. This is what my wife told me. When the dog is barking at me, I'm like, honey, I just came home. She's like... It's Caesar says it's never the dog, it's the human. I said, well, you know what? The human's telling the dog to get the hell out of the house now. Exactly. You had a chance. <laughs> Poor little dog. She goes, the dog picks up on your energy. Said, okay, I'm sorry. Tell the dog life is hard, all right? I'm sorry. I don't have, I don't have a biped coming that puts food down in front of me and takes me for a walk when I have to shit, okay? Case closed, Yana. I think you just proved Alex's point there, Adam. Uh, uh, great. Now, now you're on their side. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> Listen, I'm on the side of truth and justice, sometimes the American way. But mostly, I'm on the side of the dog, because I know the dog. The dog is a tiny little thing. You're a big, aggressive, New York, slightly mafioso human being. And I'm being morally judged by an animal when I come into my own home. Honey, why is she barking? I don't think she believes in the choices that you make. Okay. <laughs> I've never seen someone channel the spirit of Santino Corleone so effectively. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's Sonny, awesome. Sonny, don't lose that beautiful temper of yours. All right? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I know your heart's in the right place. That's all I need is the dog looking at me He's saying, saying, you touch that cat again and I'll kill you. <laughs> You understand Adam, me? You get jealous. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Adam. Mm. What do you think your life would have been like if you were the weatherman? <laughs> oh my God! Yes, the weatherman. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't. I, just, I don't think I'd be any good at it. <laughs> okay. Can I? What? Can I jump in here real yeah. quick? Because I got I have a rolled up newspaper and I'm smacking you on the nose, Ferrara. Why is this? Because I shit in the yard. It's not my fault. There's a cat in my bathroom. <laughs> The shitting in the yard is part of it, but there's a greater purpose for this. One, as a weather person, mm. you never have to be right. And if you're Southern California, you say it's going to be sunny in 80, and you're right 99% of the time, okay? Secondly, the weather never runs out. They're always yeah. going to need a weather guy. That is called job security, man. You could have been doing that forever. I'll be honest with you. I was really young. I didn't want to get up that early. It was a morning <laughs> shift. That's what it was. I knew it. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. At least you're honest. Okay. Yeah. I get and that. I, I'm, I'm go, Don't you got to go to school for that? And they're like, they even said, when well, you said, nah, they're never right. You're fine. No. <laughs> it's all they want. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. Um, well, could have been. What, what a path. Your name could have been Stormy Ferrara. For all that's, we know. Yeah, because that's what you want. The first name Stormy. That's that's what I need now in this day and age. <laughs> but uh, tell me about tell me about this movie that you guys almost made. Murder it was, on, Yeah. Yeah, Murder it, on the Block. What is Murder that? on the Block, yeah. Here's, so I, I come out here, I just moved out here. Um and, and I I met Jake and we were talking and he, the the director of this thing said, Do you know Jake Johansson? I said, Yeah. Uh, he said, well, I'm doing a movie with him. Do you want to be in a movie? You want to play this part? I said, yeah, okay. And the guy was straight up because it's a trailer, and we're going to shoot the trailer to get the movie made. I believed what Jake believed, too. I was like, I thought we were going to be in a movie. I said, this is great. I'm making a movie. No, you're not. You're a placeholder. <laughs> if you want to be something, 
maybe a weatherman. Other than that, <laughs> we don't know. So I, I take the gig and it was Jake's movie. Jake was the lead and I was one of the side characters. And mm -hmm. um, I was fun, you know, two or three days. We were shooting a movie. I was a kid. I didn't know any better. I didn't know what I was doing, but I did it. It was, you know, and then I never heard anything. So it never when I went on. Car? <laughs> no, I didn't buy, I didn't buy anything. <laughs> I don't think I got paid. I got to be honest with you. Do you know those people? They they get a job and they're like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> they buy yeah. a new car, new watch, new everything. Yeah. The MC Hammer. <laughs> that guy got, that guy got racehorses and stuff. He goes, he goes, can't touch this. And the government got, said, yes, yeah, we, we can. Yeah, we can. Watch this. <laughs> watch this, Hammer Time. Yeah. But I would be the same. This is why I would never do well in Hollywood. What? Is because if somebody said you want to be in a movie, I would be the They'd be like, I'm quitting my other jobs, and yeah, I'm going to be a movie star. <laughs> like an hour later, like, yeah, sorry, it didn't work out, kid. Oh, all right, somebody give me a place to live because I got nothing now. Yeah, I had I had a deal. Uh, I had at Paramount. I, I first I had a deal at Paramount, and then like years later, I pitched a TV show, and the guy says, I love this. Let's do this. Great. Okay. I left, went to lunch, called the guy back. He got fired. I, I, I'm not Horrible. making it up. I got a show. I sold it after lunch. It was dead. Oh my god, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, that's, that happens all the time. Yeah, that's that's a that's a tough business, man. That is yeah. brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. So anyway, so we shot this trailer, and uh, and nothing ever happened. But that that's really where I got to hang out with Jake for an extended period of time. You know, you see people, you know, at, at clubs and stuff. You hang out, but we were together for a couple of days, and he's really. Really a funny guy and a really nice guy, too. He could he tell a really good story. And yes. Like he said every line is funny. Yeah, and even like his late night sets were longer bits, and they let him get away with it because I was like, wow, that's a – because I when I did Corden, I did a bit, uh, the anxiety day, but it's two and a half minutes. And I told them, I said, listen, I'll do the show, but I want to do this bit. And they went, fine. So, you know, th they gave me because th they saw the bit when, when – um, uh, Jake was doing that. They just called him up to come in and do stuff. So when you that's have that wild. kind of relationship, that's pretty cool. You know what I could relate to about Jake when he said that having a wife is like having an exotic pet. Yeah. Because I totally <laughs> like to being an exotic pet. Yeah. Because I changed my mind. <laughs> no, I'm doing this now. No, but next week it'll be something different. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and and I got to like, catch up. I did this for you. I made your coffee. No, I don't like it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're just playing catch up, right, Adam? That's it. It's always like, what's it? What's it going to be now? You know, it's yeah. like, <laughs> is that done on purpose, Alex, or is that just how it is? That just comes um, out naturally. I think some of it has to do with hormones, but mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, I am very influenced on what I see, what I read, what I hear. So mm -hmm. it's I'm in a constant flux, mm -hmm. and I'm constantly learning and and wanting to change so yeah yeah and, I, and i'm always like okay is this good she's like no that's not good anymore i'm like oh what's this gonna be you know what it is it, it's like phil dealing with me the circle of life is complete yeah <laughs> this is why the aliens don't come down they're like they're animals look at them i could not agree with Jake Johansson anymore. Why in the name of sweet Jesus are we advertising mm -hmm. to the entire universe, hey, this is where we are. Take a left at the Big Dipper and you'll, you can't miss us. No, yeah. everybody is so, like anything that finds that, 
is going to be more technologically advanced, as he talked about. And I forget where this phrase is. I know I saw it in some science fiction movie. It might have been the movie Battleship. This guy's talking about the aliens coming. He's like, yeah, this is going to be bad for us. Think about where the Aztecs and their the conquistadors. Yeah. It's not going to go well, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because there's not a lot. I don't know about the the compassion level of the aliens. I'm just thinking there's not a lot of aliens like Alex because we're going to be like stray cats to these people. Right, right. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Alex, you got to speak up for us. Come on, yeah. I'll do it. I'll be there. Yeah. Well, the ones that come down and the first thing they do is like, I right, look in their ass. Let's find. They always look in the ass. So <laughs> if they're starting at the ass, the rest of it can't be can't yeah. be good. No. no. These are words to live by, kids. Never start at the ass. You got nowhere to go. <laughs> true. Got that tattoo on my back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's Made a lot funny. of friends at the gym. Made a lot of friends at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Stern's a good dude, but you always have to look him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank my pal Jake Johansson for... <laughs> For being on the show. Please follow Jake on social media. He's a lot of fun. Honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? Follow Adam Ferrara at Gmail. Uh, thank you, folks. Thank you so much for spreading the word about the show. If you tell 928 people about the show, that'll help us out a great deal. And if you get a chance to leave us a review, that helps us with our friend, Mr. Algorithm. And please remember that we are in this together, brothers and sisters. So share the road. Life is hard. So you take it easy on yourself. The pod has ended. Go in peace. Unfortunately, when she saves animals, it affects my bathroom habits. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> because we have we have a bathroom in my house. It's the powder room. And that's my bathroom. Because apparently, I stink. <laughs> you certainly do. I can smell you from here.